Welcome to Mindful Mostly. I'm Andrew Cons. This is a podcast for those of us who are mindful most of the time. We want to live our best lives, grow, connect with ourselves and the spiritual world, feel good. But you know, we want to do it in a normal way. You don't have to move to the desert, start wearing all white and a hemp necklace and date some guy named Bodhi. <laughs> we want to bring realness to the wellness world. And that is what being mindful, mostly, is all about. Today on the show, this is exciting. She's kind of a big deal. Sahara Rose is here. She's the author of the number one best-selling Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, host of the number one ranked award-winning Highest Self podcast, founder of Eat Feel Fresh, oh yeah, and Deepak Chopra calls her one of the leading voices of the millennial generation. Not bad, right? She is all about merging the Ayurvedic world with modern nutritional science and contemporary spirituality. So today, she's going to explain the three doshas and help you figure out yours. She's going to determine if you have adrenal fatigue, uh, how to master your digestion. She's going to let us know about that. How to tell if you have an accumulation of toxins. She's got a really quick test that can help you determine that. And she's got a great Ayurvedic remedy for bloating. Okay, we're going to get to that. But first, shout out to everybody who's been given the love for the podcast on Instagram including at Mindful Against the Madness and Claire.McWilliams. Thank you so much for the love, ladies. Also, if you haven't yet, leave a review for Mindful Mostly on iTunes and send me a screenshot of it at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com. And I'm going to send you back a five-minute magnetism session called the High Vibe Five. This is a beaut. It merges manifestation, meditation, affirmations, and breathwork all in one. So send me the review and I'll send that back, okay? It is time for the soul nugget. You ready for this one? I got two, actually. This one's pretty simple, but one to remember. There's always a reason to smile. You just have to find it. And weak people, revenge. Strong people, forgive. And intelligent people, ignore. And only Sahara Rose is on the line. She is really going to break down Ayurveda for us today. Yes. So Ayurveda is the world's oldest health system, and it's the sister science of yoga. So just to put in context, if you ever practiced yoga before, but you went to a yoga class to get more flexible or deal with anxiety or whatever issue, um, if it was anything related to your body or mind, you were actually practicing Ayurveda. So yoga is a spiritual practice. The word yoga means to yoke, to become one with Brahma, universal source energy. But Ayurveda means the knowledge of life. And Ayurveda is the predecessor to yoga. It says, okay, well, you can't become one with source and become enlightened when you have digestive issues or you're super anxious or you have insomnia or whatever else. So Ayurveda is all about taking full knowledge of your life and seeing how it affects your mind and your body. How true is that, right? I find um, it's such a block when I feel tired or bloated, like the way you feel in the inside, especially your stomach, 
especially in your gut. Really, it just it, it's like I can't connect to the spiritual world when my insides don't feel right. For sure. And, and it's for a specific reason. It's because our bodies want us to address that issue. Uh, the reason we experience pain or discomfort is because there's something that's out of balance. And it's our body's basically like ambulance signal to tell us, hey, pay attention to this. Don't go off into, you know, whatever meditative state this needs to be addressed first. So, you know, Ayurveda is really looking at our body as this like crystal ball. And if you look at your digestion, you look at your tongue, you look at all of these things that Ayurveda kind of scopes into, it will tell you everything that's going on with you. Wow. And it's so simple, right? It brings it back to the earth, really brings medicine back to the way it should be. Absolutely, yes. And the doshas, which you mentioned, the word dosha means energy. So they are three energy types that are based off of the natural elements. So vata is comprised of air and space. I like to just think of it as the air dosha. Pitta is comprised of fire and water. I like to think of it just the fire dosha. And kapha is earth and water. I like to think of it just as the earth dosha. And why I'm just calling it the first ones is because they're actually two thirds of that. So kapha is two-thirds earth, one-third water. Pitta is two-thirds fire, one-third water. And Vata is two-thirds air, one-third space. So you just, since you don't need to memorize all of that, I like to think Vata, air, Pitta, fire, Kapha, earth. Okay, got it. And so once we determine what ours is, you know, there's a whole stream of knowledge that's catered right to whether you're Vata or Pitta or Kapha. Right. And really, we all are all three of the doshas just in varying amounts. So when you take a quiz like the quiz on my website, it will tell you in percentages, but most people are not 100% only one dosha. You may be, you know, 75% one and 20% another and 5% the last one. So it's you're a combination of all three, but you were born with a specific amount. You may have been born primarily vata, secondarily pitta, lastly kapha, any combination. And then your diet and your lifestyle and your stress levels and your environment, all of these things will change it. So really Ayurveda is a system of bringing your body back into balance. It's bringing back what is going on today back into what the homeostasis, what the natural constitution should look like. Wow. So did you always live this way or were were you just like every young person at one point eating badly, drinking too much, and then you started to change towards this? Yeah. Absolutely. I was a junk food queen growing up. Um, my parents were immigrants from Iran, and I was super embarrassed because it was very Ayurvedic, the things that they had practiced, but I wanted to fit in. So I ate so much junk food, and I had really bad asthma. I was overweight, and um, I would get asthma attacks every time I went outside. And that's what made me start practicing yoga because I wanted to lose weight. And then from yoga, I started to read more, okay, what do yogis eat? How do you become healthy? And then it sort of spiraled into me traveling to India, moving to India, studying Ayurveda there. So I think every healer had to first had the health problems themselves. Otherwise, like this is not a sexy topic to go into. You <laughs> yeah. do it because you have to. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the Ayurvedic basics that someone should know? Yeah. So for each dosha, um, you're trying to bring it back into balance with your diet, your lifestyle, meditation practices, uh, self-care practices. So for example, for vata, if you're vata, mentally, you'll feel really airy. So that's like anxiety, insomnia, and physically you'll have symptoms of air. So bloating, gas, constipation. So from a mental perspective, you want to 
ground. So that would look like grounding meditation practices, spending time in nature, walking, earthing, which is to walk with no shoes, to walk in the soil and like really feel like the earth's energies. Um, and then physically to eat grounding foods would be foods that are grown under the earth, like root vegetables, sweet potato, ginger, turmeric, etc. Mm. Because these foods, when you peel them out of earth, they still have that grounding rooted property that is what vatas really need. And vata is the imbalance that I see the most, especially with health conscious women, because the foods that have been kind of told are the healthiest um, are very vata increasing foods. So salads, smoothies, granola bars, kale chips, all of these things are going to increase your vata. So that's why I see Vata imbalances, bloating, gas, constipation, anxiety, lack of period or really um, irregular drawn out periods, low sex drive, dry skin, dry hair, dry nails, hair falling out. All of these things are all related to Vata and they're exactly related to not just our food, but also our our lifestyle here in the U.S. and in Canada. We are multitasking going from one place to another, traveling a lot, not connecting to earth, wearing rubber soles, and that's all going to imbalance our vata. Mm. So what about pitta? So pitta is an increase of fire. So if someone has a lot of fire in their mind, they're going to be, you know, really passionate and goal-oriented and ambitious, but that can turn into being impatient or um, agitated easily and even angry. So a pit to imbalance mentally, you have to cool it down. So that would look like something that's going to be cooling and calming, like, you know, a yin yoga class instead of CrossFit or Barry's boot camp or hot yoga, that's going to increase your fire. You need to decrease your fire. So, you know, taking a walk outside, swimming, doing things that will really cool your body down. Um, and then too much fire in the body, we call the digestive system an agni, which literally means fire. So if you have too much fire in your fire, your body's going to be throwing too much acid at your foods to try to break it down. And that's going to lead to hyperacidity, heartburn, uh, GERD, ulcers, um, inflammation, rashes, rosacea. Um, these are all symptoms of a pitta imbalance. So again, the cooling, the hydrating. So pittas can't eat um, the smoothies and salads that vatas are not supposed to. No one is recommended to do like frozen fruit, but if it's like, um, you know, room temperature, just refrigerated, that's totally fine. And cooling herbs and coconut water and things that are going to like cool your system down and staying away from spicy foods and tomatoes and hot sauce and things like that, because that's going to heat your system back up. I feel like it all makes so much sense. Like we all Yeah. It's like it's like we know this stuff, but for some reason we just forgot. Yeah. We all feel like we should eat a certain way because that's what the health gurus tell us to do on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But that might not work for you. You know, I find that and same for exercise. I find that I used to do all of this hard hit training, which I enjoyed, but I was always sore and it didn't feel that good. And then once I started doing exercise, which stretched out my body, it it was a lot of, you know, core strength work and a bit slower. So I stretched my muscles. I started to feel so much better and I lost weight. 
Totally. I mean, so many people, and I've spoken about this myself, have adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue is when you're like, I need to do boxing and spinning and this and that. And then you're working a stressful job and, you know, you're doing all the quote unquote right things, but our body goes into fight or flight response. And how does it react? It tries to hold on to as much body fat as possible, especially on the waist section. So if you're noticing that, you're working out, you're doing everything, but you can't lose weight, particularly on the midsection or even, for example, after a spin class, if you feel like you look even more bloated and your midsection is looking even thicker, that's a sign of adrenal fatigue. And it's something you can test with, with a cortisol saliva test. Oh, I didn't know you could actually test it. Yeah, you spit in this vial six times during the course of one day, and it basically assesses where your cortisol level is at like before you eat and throughout the day and a natural cortisol level is supposed to be the highest in the morning. You're supposed to have the most energy in the morning and then kind of trickle down and be the least at night. Um, but if you have adrenal fatigue, like what mine looked like is in the morning, it wasn't as high. And then it starts to go down and then at night it starts to creep up again, which is why like a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm just a night person. I just have a lot of energy at night. Well, it's actually because your cortisol levels are off. So you, you are getting more energy at night because there's been a perpetual state of stress in your body that your body doesn't know how to cope and it's not in, in tune with the circadian rhythm anymore. So what do you do when you sense that you might have adrenal fatigue? Yeah, I had to make major lifestyle changes. So I also loved the hit, boxing, all of that stuff. I had to totally stop doing that. The first month I just did yoga at home. I wasn't even going to yoga classes, like literally just stretching and very gentle yoga at home and eating more like, you know, just like nourishing foods. A lot of us, we live off salads and smoothies and whatever bars, um, warm nourishing foods, particularly with like warming spices like ginger, cumin, cardamom, et cetera. And then after that month of not really exercising, then I went back into yoga for a few months, but again, not like the intense hot yoga is just like a regular vinyasa yoga class. I would not push myself to the point that I normally would. And I started to notice I was losing weight despite exercising way less. And, you know, sometimes we're so afraid of, of gaining weight that we push ourselves harder and harder and harder. And then we keep on gaining the weight. And, you know, if you've tried everything and it's not working, you might as well just try this out. Yeah. So we should all be sort of counterintuitively exercising and eating. I like to think of it, if you're not digesting it, your body is only as good as the foods you digest. So a lot of us, we say you are what you eat, but Ayurveda says you are what you digest. So it doesn't matter how many nutrients the kale has. And if you cook it, it has less nutrients. If you're not digesting it, it's not going anywhere. So you're better off eating foods that you're fully digesting, even if they're not like fully raw vegan or whatever, then putting foods into your body that you're not breaking down, which are going to basically sit in your gastrointestinal tract and the same way like if you leave a banana in the car for a few days like the car is going to reek we're doing that same thing with our GI tracts all the time and we're eating foods that our bodies are not digesting so they ferment they putrefy they spread toxins throughout our systems and those toxins show up in different ways according to our dosha and a really easy way to just see if you have toxins is to look in the mirror at your tongue and if you see you have like white mucus build up on your tongue 
you're not supposed to have that. Like it's become almost like the norm, but there should only be a little bit of white mucus on the very back of your tongue, like a dime sized amount. But if your tongue is coated in white stuff every single day, you have an accumulation of toxins in your system. No way. Oh yeah. Your tongue will tell you like if you have cracks on your tongue, it's a vodka imbalance. If you have a red tip on your tongue, it's a pit imbalance. If you have swollen tongue, it's a cough imbalance. It's like crazy how much you can find out. Can you look at people now and know their dosha? For sure, yeah. Really? And what about, okay, because a lot of it's personality based too, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, the mind and body are connected. So you can sort of tell from the way that someone looks that what their natural, their property is. For example, like I was giving a talk and there was this guy, he was like a bodybuilder, like super strong and muscular. And the first thing one would guess is he's a pitta because pittas tend to be very muscular and well-defined, et cetera. But I could just tell from the shape of his face and his limbs, they were very long limbs and a long face and he had the features of a vata. So I could just tell he had vata in his prakriti, his natural born constitution. And um, at the end of the workshop, he's like, it's so funny because at first I thought, and I didn't tell him any of this. He's like, at first I really resonated with being a pitta because I'm very organized and on the go and goal oriented. But I feel like I'm really a Vata and I was a really creative child growing up and you would never believe this. I was actually a really skinny, lanky kid and I only started bodybuilding because kids would pick on me. I'm like, oh yeah, I knew because the shape of your face. (laughs) 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 Um, So it's, it's amazing. And once you learn about Ayurveda, you begin to notice patterns, just like patterns in in your life and people, you know, in the kind of guides you date, everything. What? That's a whole nother podcast, right? there. Okay, so we talked about vata, pitta, and now what is a kapha person like? Yes, so kapha is earth energy. So people who are earthy, we we say this too, she's an earth mama, an earth baby, whatever. Um, They're very chill, they're calm, they're grounded, they're connected to nature, rooted. But if you're overly rooted, um, sometimes you're resistant to change. So kaphas can be the type of people who put other people in before themselves. Um, they make everyone else smile and laugh, but you won't know what's going on inside. So a good example would be Robin Williams. He was making America laugh, funniest guy on the planet, but we didn't know that he was dealing with depression. And he mm-hmm. has a very kapha face, kapha body. So they have more round face. They just tend to hold on to... They're like bigger boned in general. Um, Oprah is a great example of this. Deepak Chopra is a great example of this. They're not necessarily overweight. Kim Kardashian is an example. Beyonce is an example. Um, They just tend to have more curvy bodies and they tend to have just sort of like this like kind of like calm, grounded voice. And the issue that they deal with in the body is putting on weight easily. So they naturally, when they're out of balance, get like lethargic and want to stay in bed all day and want to eat, especially sweets and dairy and breads and things like that, um, which is the opposite of what they need. So they really need to focus on stimulating themselves. So they, they would be great going to the intense yoga class in the morning or to run or spin or box. They probably don't want to do it, but that's actually would be good for them or to eat um, just like steamed vegetables and, and like like protein or chickpeas or something and staying away from excess fats, excess oils, because again, that's they're already so grounded. They don't need more of that. Right. So um, where do people go to do the quiz if they're curious about what their dosha is? 
Yeah, it's just right on my website. It's I am sahararose.com. Sahara, like the desert, S-A-H-A-R-A. And I do the quiz differently than any other dosha test because when I started learning about Ayurveda, what confused me was I could relate to some in my mind, some doshas in my mind, some in my body. And I was like, I don't really know what to do. So my dosha quiz separates the results between your mind and your body and breaks it down in percentages. Um, so you're able to see exactly what's going on with you right now. And how I love doing it is first take it, what's going on with you today, then to figure out your prakriti, your natural born constitution, take it with what you were like, like lifelong. Like what were you like in, in your teens and your twenties growing up? What are like the more long-term patterns? And then you're going to see, okay, where, what have I been my whole life and where am I now? And how is that different? Now, you, you mentioned, um, and I know everybody is literally going to your website right now to figure it out if they don't know already, but you mentioned um, digestion. And, and I mean, I feel like that is the biggest issue for, for women right now. We all feel we can't quite pinpoint what foods are giving us problems. You know, it sounds like such a burden to try to figure that out. What are some Ayurvedic remedies for bloating, which I know is something a lot of us experience? Yes. So bloating was like the biggest problem for me. It's a sign of a vata imbalance. Um, and it's basically excess air accumulation in your system. And really what it's coming from is your digestive fire not being strong enough to break down the foods that you're eating. So what you have to do is warm up the digestive fire. So what that would look like is waking up first thing in the morning and drinking hot water Um you could do hot water with lemon, with ginger. I love something. This is very, very good for bloating. It's called CCFT. The CCF stands for cumin, coriander, fennel seeds. So you could put half a teaspoon of each in about like two to four cups of boiled water, depending on how strong you want it. Again, there's no like right or wrong formula. Um, these are all like Kitchen, it's a kitchen science, so you can't go wrong. The more obviously um, dense it is, the more healing it will be. So cumin, coriander, fennel seeds, ground, put it in water, or if it's whole, let it steep for 10 minutes and drink that throughout the day. And a really good test to see if you're chronically dehydrated is to keep that hot water in like a mug, warm, a warming mug next to you, and every 20 minutes, take a sip. And um, if you notice that every 20 minutes you like let's say you do this for three days you start to get thirsty every 20 minutes naturally then you know that you are chronically dehydrated and now you're finally just giving your body a chance to hydrate and why spiced water well these spices have potent medicinal properties that you know the cumin is warming it activates the digestive system so it's good for if you have the low agni whereas the coriander is more cooling. So for example, if you have more pitta, it's not going to overheat you. So that balances it out. And then the fennel helps remove the air from the system. So they all work synergistically and it's tridoshic. It works for all three doshas. So CCFT is a great one. It's very cheap. You can buy these herbs from a local Indian store for next to nothing. And I swear it will work better than any, you know, I, I had chronic IBS and I tried every medication under the sun and this for sure works better. Get out. I love those stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, IBS is something like I, I just wrote in my new book. It's like the blanket term that they use for like, you have digestive issues and we have no idea what's wrong with you. So we're just going to say you have IBS. Yeah. But, you know, really like 
what is it? It means you're not breaking down food. Why is your bowel irritated? Because you've been eating foods that your body is unable to digest. So instead of, you know, what we do in the Western world is, okay, I'm going to eliminate everything that I can't digest and only eat like chicken for the rest of my life. Well, are you going to spend the rest of your life avoiding them? What, what happens the day that eventually your body's even going to become resistant to the chicken because it's your digestion that's the issue. So instead of removing, 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 why don't we work on healing and repairing so we can eat normal foods that humans have been eating for thousands of years and not have an issue with it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, how can people get their hands on your latest book? Yeah. So my book, Eat Feel Fresh, is coming out October 2nd. They can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, wherever books are sold. And my book that came out last year, Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, really breaks down Ayurveda, makes it really easy to understand, has lots of quizzes and graphics and all that. And not just the doshas, like the doshas are just like dipping your toe in the water of Ayurveda, but there's a lot more beauty to it. And I mean, we could talk about self-care and nighttime practices, morning routines, etc. Um, so that book is also on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, wherever book, books are sold. Amazing. Sahara Rose, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to share this wisdom with your community. Thank you. I just want to go out now and buy all the turmeric, all the ginger, all the spices, all of it. So if you want to determine your dosha, make sure you check out the show notes. I'm going to have the link to that quiz in there. And I'm telling you, it's it's so great. And it makes so much sense. I'd always heard a lot about Ayurveda. And I'm not going to lie, I found it a bit intimidating and I didn't know where to start. So I hope this was helpful for you today and you you feel ready to dive a little bit deeper. Hey, if you haven't left a review yet for the Mindful Mostly podcast, I would so appreciate it. That's really what gets the podcast visible to people that don't even know it exists yet. So you leave a review on iTunes. It's super simple. It takes five seconds. You can do it on your app. Actually, that's the easiest place. Take a screenshot on your phone and email it to me at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com. I will send you back the high vibe five this has the potential to change your life. If you feel like you're too busy and you have trouble setting aside that time, I have condensed it all into five minutes, my friend. And it is yours. So hit me up at mindfulmostly.com. Join the community on Instagram at mindfulmostly and share the love. We see you. DM me anytime you want. I will talk to you next Monday right here on Mindful. Mostly.